0: Transmission is incoming for Tuna Sandwich. Transmission, there's a message from Tuna Sandwich. we'd like to say that, in our opinion, it is not suitable for children or for those of you who may have a nervous disposition. Hello and welcome to Tuna Sandwich. What do you think of when you see the iconic sales of the Sydney Opera House? A feat of engineering and design? It is widely regarded as one of the world's most famous and distinctive buildings and a masterpiece of 20th century architecture. And you can bet that in any movie that features a global destructive element, that the Sydney Opera House will appear in a dystopian explosion or alien invasion to set the scope of the worldwide apocalyptic event. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Oh my god, Sydney Opera House! The aliens came here too! Woo! But what people probably don't think of is that within the foundation story of the Sydney Opera House lies a true crime story that changed the way Australians both play the lottery and persecute kidnappings. The Sydney Opera House was formally completed in 1973, being both 10 years late And more than 1,357% over budget, which basically means it was supposed to come in at $7 million, but actually ended up costing $102 million. And this is 1960s dollars, which is pretty much over a billion dollars by today's inflation standard. Today, the biggest controversies at the Sydney Opera House lie around whether or not to light up the sales. Whether it's for the coronation of King Charles or celebrations on Australia Day. But there was a time when the Sydney Opera House was tied to Australia's most infamous crime, a crime that pioneered modern forensic investigation in Australia. In 1960, the construction of the Sydney Opera House was already way over budget. So the New South Wales government initiated the Opera House Lottery to help raise money. The £100,000 prize, which is over £3.1 in today's dollary dues, was won by a family in Bondi. There were three children, two daughters, and a son named Graham. On July 7th, Young Graham, who was 8 years old at the time, left for school as per usual, but he was never seen again and was reported missing that same day. If that's not bad enough, at around 9.40am the day he goes missing, some weirdo calls Graham's house with a ransom request, asking for £25,000 by 5pm that afternoon, or they would feed their son to the sharks. By this time, the police were involved and doubted this ransom request as there was no way a normal family could raise £25,000 in one day, right? But what they didn't know was that the Thorn family had indeed come into a huge sum of money. That very day, to be exact. Remember this part? The Thorn family winning ticket was for £100,000 over $3 million in 2023 money. Hey, the 1960s was a different time. The newspapers didn't understand or have any conception around the need for privacy for lottery winners. So if you won the lottery back in the day, your name and personal details would be published on the front page of the newspaper, as well as the sum of your winnings and the day that that money would be paid out. I mean, (laughs) what were they thinking? Thus, the Graham Thorn Kidnapping became Australia's first kidnapping for ransom case. In the weeks that followed, an unimaginable horror filled the lives of the Thorn family, as they dealt with crank callers, time wasters, and bad actors who lodged themselves in the investigation, wasting both precious time and resources. Rewards ranging from £5,000 to £15,000 were put up. and all-police leave was cancelled and the biggest manhunt in Australian history began. Eventually, a lead in the case was cracked, when young Graham's school case was found off the Wakehurst Parkway in Sydney's Northern Beaches. And eventually, nearly six weeks after the kidnapping, Graham's body was discovered in a vacant plot of land in Seaforth. The investigative team wasted no time in collecting forensic evidence. From the blanket the body was wrapped in, through new levels of forensic science and combined with witness testimony, the police were able to narrow the search for a house with a blue car, pink mortar and two different cypress trees growing in the front yard and a Pekingese dog. A postman identified that such a house existed in Kontaf, and the killer's house was found. However, the killer had already fled the country. He left the country on a cruise ship with his wife and kids, but was arrested in Colombo, Sri Lanka, and charged with the murder of Graham and sentenced to life in Goulburn Prison. The Thorn family never recovered from this tragedy, and many changes were put in place after this time to stop what was arguably Australia's best-known crime at that time from ever happening again. Prior to this, kidnapping wasn't even listed as a crime. And most importantly, publication of winning lottery tickets became an option for publication, on every lottery ticket sold beyond that point, so winners could remain anonymous. So, I ask you, what do you see when you look at the sales of the Opera House? And would you buy a lottery ticket if the price you paid was ultimately too great? Until next time, this is Tuna Sandwich.